Welcome to Red's Barbershop, the place to hang out and talk about hoops. This episode of Red's Barbershop is brought to you by our sponsors, Third Eye Consulting and Coastal Plains Insurance of the Lowcountry. Now, hop in the chair because here are your hosts, Justin Jarrett and Tony Red Bruin. Hey, Hoops fans, welcome back to the barbershop. It's Red's Barbershop. He's Tony Red Bruin. I'm Justin Jarrett, and we've got a real treat in the shop tonight, Red, because, you know, I I mentioned to him uh, that, you know, we've had all these great basketball stars that I I looked up to and I respected, but they weren't really somebody I could aspire to be. Uh, But our guest tonight is definitely somebody that, you know, I latched on to young early in my career and, and, uh, you know, saw what he was doing and how he was kind of changing the mold and, uh, definitely wanted to emulate him, and that's uh, Peter Vesey, the longtime NBA columnist and reporter uh, in New York, mostly with the New York Post. But uh, he'll tell us a little bit about the different stops along his journey. And we, you know, a lot of people got to know him on TV, and uh, you know, he's kind of one of those first guys who who crossed yeah. over from newspapers to TV and was over there breaking the news that they couldn't get. So exactly. uh, he was like Stephen A. Smith before Stephen A. Smith. You know, oh, for sure. Now he was doing way back in the nineties. Yeah, one of those first crossover guys and, and uh, you know, one of those guys who his reporting did the did the work. You know, he he had his sources exactly. uh, and, and he'll talk about how he developed those sources. And, you know, it, it, I think it surprised some people because he was a he, he didn't hold much back. He, no, he, he let didn't. everybody have it. And yet he had great relationships with a lot of people uh, who would let him in on, on secrets because uh, he, you know, of the way he treated them uh, with fairness, even if he he popped them every now and then it was it was in the interest of fairness so yes, uh, Peter Vesey, an awesome guy uh, you know I'd, I'd just like to get your thoughts on what it meant to you to be able to reconnect with him and, and have this time tonight yeah it was amazing because like I like like I was telling Peter you know growing up you know I, I couldn't wait till like after a game or something or with a big game coming up to go see what he was saying about you know the game or what he thought his and you know him analyzing uh some of the things to look for and stuff um you know, he was so good that he was able to be one of the first guys that made the jump from print to TV. I mean, he was that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like he said, he broke a story about a, a coach that had been fired and didn't know it before yeah. the game. And, you know, and uh, two days later it happened, even though the, the coach was saying he hadn't heard about it. You know, so his <laughs> sources were that good. The players trusted him enough to give him, you know, insight to, to the whole league. You know, he was that well-respected that well trusted and you know and that knowledgeable and stuff and uh he's somebody that i looked up to and uh, i was like really honored to have him on our show and uh i know you as a journalist i mean uh i, I couldn't see a you know a, a bigger person to come on and learn from and uh, ch- you know get some history from and um just to chat with and pick his brain a little bit i mean some great stories some great stuff um you know he's done it all the stuff that's going on now and all these uh cable sports programs and stuff you know he's been there and done that and uh, he's still around <laughs> yeah and uh, speaking of picking his brain i didn't get to do nearly as much of that as i wanted to tonight so i'm definitely gonna have to reach out via email and uh you know we talked about getting him down here to the low country sometime so i definitely want to pick his brain more but tonight i just wanted to hear you guys talk and, and you told yeah, so yeah. many stories and you know uh reminisced about remembering so many guys and uh, I know that the old school hoop heads are, are going to have a great time listening to this one. It, it was really yeah, fun. Yeah, I could have talked to him all night. I just didn't, yeah. I wanted to be appreciative and, you know, mindful of his time. But that was great, man. That was great, Justin. Yeah, good stuff. So without further ado, let's get into it. Peter Vesey, the legendary NBA writer right here in Red's Barbershop. 
Brown was there, so I guess it was just a visit. I didn't know, you know, I didn't have too much faith on how long he was going to be there. He was moving around a lot at that time. I went with Sydney. You really, you really cared if you, uh, you know, you really thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it. Um, I mean, I always was intrigued with LA and stuff like that, but um, it was a nice visit, but I just didn't get a real good. Uh, um, vibe and I, I and I really didn't get it. Uh, I think they really wanted Sydney more than they wanted me. To be honest with you, Sydney Green. Yeah, it yeah. came real. It came real close too. Came yeah, close. yeah, yeah. He wasn't too far away. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know it was like a last second decision by him. He yeah. He told yeah. me about Larry trying to get in touch with him and mm-hmm. he 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 just wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's used to getting what he wants, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's good so, to see you. So, we ready to go? Yeah, I, I always just start recording because uh, every time somebody gets on here with Red, they just start talking and telling stories. <laughs> yeah, so I just, just hit record just, just so I don't miss yeah. anything. But turn um, on, period. Yeah. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll introduce you properly uh, as if you need one. But uh, <laughs> we're excited now to be joined by by Peter Vesey, one of the legendary sports journalists, newspaper guys. Uh, you know, one of the guys I looked up to, uh, frankly, early in my career as, as I tried to find my way and looked at guys like you and Kornheiser and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brian Burwell in St. Louis was a guy that I got to be around a little bit. And Joe Posnanski. And uh, those were the guys I wanted to be, the heavy hitters, you know, the guys who weren't afraid to to take a swing and back it up. And uh, when Red said that, that you were willing to jump on with us, uh, it was it was really made my skin tingle a little bit. So um, welcome, Peter. And, and uh, it's great to see you and, and see you still, uh, you know, talking hoops and, and being so involved. And I just can't wait to hear about the connections that you two have, because my yeah. favorite part about this is just sitting back and listening to old friends connect and tell stories. So yeah, uh, still, tell me a little about how you got to know Red. Still, well, hold on a second. So still talking shit after all these years. <laughs> and and uh, Tony Kornheiser, I actually broke him in. Mm-hmm. We both were covering the Nets. He was at Newsday, and I was with the Daily News, and so so we go back a long way. And, and a great a great writer, no yeah. no question. Uh, couldn't take the pressure though. He went just to television, and <laughs> and Brian Burwell and I we we had a relationship when he worked for the Daily News. We would go out and play some some hoops, and um, I, I I wrote something when he died to his yeah. paper. Uh, you know, very, very sad, very competent guy. Yeah. Uh, very, very missed. Very missed. Okay, so so Red and I, Red used to be Red Brune. Now he can't go by that anymore. He's yeah, just got yeah, yeah. to go by Tony. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to tell you, though, Just, I don't know if Mr. Vesey knows, but growing up, I kind of, like, idolized. I was, you know, you know, in the NBA, everybody's kid, you know, as a kid, everybody's goal is and dream is to be in the NBA. And I would like literally run to the store after practice to get the New York Post just to see what Mr. Bessie was writing because, I mean, it was almost like he was a fortune teller. Like he would say something, and three days later you'd be reading about it happening. Like you know, uh, you know, Coach Hill was um, is on the chopping block. Don't be surprised if you hear he won't be with the Magic in a few days. And I mean, three days later he's gone. I mean, it, it was right. like if you wanted to know something about the NBA, you yeah. had to get the Post. And see what Mr. Vesey was saying. I, I appreciate that. Do me a favor though. We're we're too old to be calling you me calling me Mr. Vesey. <laughs> so I'm Peter from now on. Okay. Uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the Brian Hill situation. I actually I broke that story on NBC television live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. Live. 
Yeah. And uh, we had we had the story prior to the game, mm -hmm. and our boss uh, said, "No, let's let's hold it till after the game because we don't want to just ruin the game right, right. by you coming out with this that he's gonna that he's gonna be fired." And mm -hmm. you know, I had all the info. I had the fact that they, the Magic had had a team meeting the previous mm -hmm. night, yeah, and that they voted. Can you imagine? Players voted. Mm -hmm. to to have him fired and so i had to get i had to get some uh confirmation before mm -hmm. you know i had a great source mm -hmm. and, and yeah. I, I absolutely believe the guy but mm -hmm. i had to get confirmation and I, I i you know when i do my book mm -hmm. if i ever do it i will reveal i believe i might i might not <laughs> if he's alive but but mm -hmm. i might i might reveal who that source that confirmed it was mm -hmm. and then and then so we did it after the game uh, matt gukas and um marv albert were doing the game and mm -hmm. so now they come to me and i break this story that what what i just said mm -hmm. and gukas is a he coached the magic and now he's, he's really good friends with brian and he's going mm -hmm. this this is no, there is no yeah. way this is happening i, so I would have heard mm -hmm. something about it so he's like flabbergasted and you know he's and, you know it's not good when two guys on the same network are conflicting right and and marv albert was like he was you know yeah he said basically the same thing he'll and and um so you know i said no it's gonna happen and uh it did not happen the next day i thought it was gonna happen the next day yeah, I think it was like two or three days later or yeah they they played another game in philly before mm -hmm. going back to orlando so for two days or so, I am taking a lot of grief from a lot of people saying that, you know, this is a bullshit story. And uh, and then when it did happen, and then Brian Hill's calling me, too, because Brian and I were pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, we had a good relationship. And he's saying to me, like, how could, how could you go on the air and say something mm -hmm. like that? And you didn't you didn't even come to me and tell me about it. I said, hey, Brian. I said I'm a reporter. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I'm not going to leak stuff to, mm -hmm. to people and and, and you know, Mike things go, might go sideways and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he got fired, and you know, he and I were not good for a long time. I think mm -hmm. we wound up okay, but mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't. I don't remember anybody in the media apologizing to me except one columnist in 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 Philadelphia. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I can't remember his name, but he did. He he, wow. he, he wrote a skating article prior to that, <laughs> and right. he did. And he did get in touch with me, and and I I think I might still have the letter that he sent me. In those days, we wrote letters to each other. Yep. <laughs> we didn't we uh, didn't go do Twitter or you know or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We didn't slide in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I liked you know what I liked the letter writing much better. Did you read? Did you ever? Uh, I mean, Tony, did you ever? Did you ever write a letter to a sports writer? No, I, I usually got on the phone with them. I wasn't too much in the to the to the letter thing. Did you, did you ever complain that something something that they wrote about you? Um, I, I called Bill Travis a few times, and it wasn't more of a complaint, but to get some things that weren't right and just to to talk with him and, and, and explain uh, my view of it and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was, it was more of a point where it got to the point where like every other game he'd do the article and you would think I was the only one playing. Like it was like red Bruin against St. Francis prep Malloy by itself. And here I had Phil Smith and Vern Fleming and all those guys on my team. And it might sound crazy, but I mean, he, you know, he was just making it seem like it was just me. And I, and 
it was starting some animosity on our team and I had to call him like, look, you know, this is not definitely not a one man show, you know, and stuff like that. But I never had the point where I literally had to call or write somebody a letter. That was that was big of you, Tony. That was yeah. big. I mean, really, that's that's yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with that. Bill Travers, by the way. So mm -hmm. he covered the uh, Brooklyn Queens uh, mm -hmm. high schools for the Daily News. Yes. Yeah. And when wow. I was when I was evicted from the Daily News sports department for a mm -hmm. year because I I took on my boss, Dick Young, uh, oh. on radio. Uh -huh. And and uh, he couldn't fire me, but he could get me out of the department. I was covering the NBA then full time. I was covering, mm -hmm. you know, this was 74, 75. I did the ABA and then I was doing the Knicks. And uh, so I did the 75. Let me see. I did the 75 championship, the Warriors, Warriors Bullets. Uh, Warriors mm -hmm. went 4-0. And, and then I get ousted and I've mm -hmm. got to go to Queens. Wow. And uh, Queens Boulevard, that's where we had our office. And I'm and Bill Travers is my boss. Wow. And I and I spent a year there mm -hmm. doing high school sports. And they mm -hmm. thought that they were, you know, they were really uh, hurting me by doing that. Mm -hmm. Fact of the matter is, it was a great year of my life. A great mm -hmm. year. That's good. You know, know, I wound I wound up making a lot of friends that lasted a long, long time. You know, I loved going to the games, whether it was just, whether it was basketball or soccer or whatever, baseball, you know, going to the fields, meeting yeah. the coaches, the players were receptive, uh, mm -hmm. the parents were receptive, the coaches, it was a great year, a yeah. great year. So, and then, and then the post, excuse me, and then the post offered me a column, mm -hmm. um, and then I left. I left the Daily News, and that's when uh, my column started doing doing the NBA. They offered me the end. There was no such thing, but mm. they offered me an NBA column with the Post. Wow! And that's when I started. I started in '77, so I had '76 mm -hmm. in high schools, and I, you know, I remember sitting in a bar mm -hmm. in New Jersey, and I was I was definitely anguished about this because <laughs> I watched I watched. The Celtics and the Suns play a triple overtime game, which is uh -huh. like maybe the best game ever played in the NBA. Wow. And I'm in a bar. <laughs> I'm going, oh my God, yeah. how could I miss this? And that's wow. the only the only finals I missed from '74 until until uh, I retired in 2012. Okay, I mean, I, you know, with the exception of probably New York City guys and New Jersey guys, I just don't know if people nationally know. I mean, you started this stuff off that these guys are doing now. I mean, you was doing it way back, like the stuff, you know, that they're doing with first take and all of that stuff. I mean, that you was doing that before it was, you know. Sports all, reporters, baby. You know, um, NBA guys were telling you stuff. They would be honest with you. You had their trust. Um, I see yeah. guys trying to come up with, uh, you know, with scoops and stuff like that. But I, there was nobody like you back in the day. I don't well, know. you know. It did. It did start with me, and mm -hmm. I took a lot of a lot of heat from my boss. That I started at the Daily News, and I started doing that. Mm -hmm. And my boss, my my boss was young, and then I had an, a, his assistant mm -hmm. uh, was, was a big fat guy that, that I hated, and he and he would like he he would question everything I wrote, and so mm -hmm. every there was a lot of negativity in the department. Mm -hmm. They just they just didn't get it. They didn't mm -hmm. understand what I was doing. And and I had such great access in those days and for mm -hmm. a long, long time afterward because mm -hmm. I, I started a team in the Rucker. 
in, mm -hmm. in 1971. I saw some of the pictures too. <laughs> yeah, you know, Julius Irving and I yeah. got 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 together in college, and then he came and joined me when before his rookie year with the Virginia Squires and the ABA. Mm -hmm. You know, I had Charlie Scott to start yeah. out. We had Mike Rudin from the Knicks. Yeah. Billy so so, and then I got friendly with Tiny Archibald, mm -hmm. and and so. I had impeccable sources because right. these guys were telling me stuff. There was not, it wasn't rumor. Right. You know, if Tiny, if Tiny told, told me once, I maybe mean, he wanted out of, out of Kansas City, he told me, you know, I wrote, I wrote the story and, you know, everyone else is, you know, denying it in no way, no way, no. Tiny wasn't talking to anybody but me. Right. And so that, anyway, that was the rucker, you mm -hmm. know, stay forevermore. I've been mm -hmm. saying it from day one. If not for the rucker, I would have been just an ordinary schmo. Mm -hmm. But I put in the time. I had six summers up there, and uh, and that just carried over. You know, yeah. Tiny mm -hmm. would say, "Hey, he's good. You can talk to him." Mm -hmm. Julius would say, "He's good. You can talk to him." And there was so many pros up there. I mean, yeah. Austin Carr mm -hmm. was up there. You know, Dave Cowens was up there. I mean, everybody. Dean Meminger. Mm -hmm. it, it those six summers were just unbelievable. Um, let me ask you something, Tony. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see Sam Worthen play? All the time. I played with him in the Rucker up in Harlem. I mean, I, he was how great was Sam Worthen? Tell people about Sam Worthen. People just don't know. I mean, he was a he was Magic before Magic. I mean, people look at Magic Johnson now. He's about the closest person that I can think to compare him to. You know, I mean, the ball was like a string on him, six five, six six, six six. Yeah, yeah. He, he was taller than me, so he was definitely closer to six six. Um, he was just amazing. And he was and one before and one. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so he played it for people who don't know him. You know, mm -hmm. of course, you know, nobody really is going to know him. He played at Marquette. Yeah, yeah. And then he was played a year or two in the NBA. Played he was with Chicago for a minute. Chicago mm -hmm. and then and then Utah. And then mm -hmm. and then so he played for me in the Rucker uh in the early 80s in the early 80s mm -hmm. and we had we had really good teams then too julius was you know not playing anymore but a new, mm -hmm. whole new you know segment of people yeah. uh, uh louis Orr played for me mm -hmm. uh, pat pat shortcomings played for me mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> that's that's how i nicknamed yeah, it. that's pat Cummins. he had a nickname for everybody like joe oh, joe Barry towers joe belly cares <laughs> yeah well you know I had, You're responsible I had for Larry insight. Legend, aren't you? What's that? Aren't you responsible for Larry Legend? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only positive uh, nickname I ever came up with. Yeah, you should have trademarked that one, man. I should have. I, I blew it. You know what? There were so many names I should have trademarked, but Larry yeah. Legend would have made me a lot of money. Yeah. But um, yeah. that's how I got to understand that Pat Cummings, who was playing for the Knicks at the time, he he did have shortcomings. Yeah. When he when he showed up, we lost. <laughs> and I told him, seriously, I told him, you know, and you know, he was drinking a lot, he was drugging a lot. You know, yeah. I, I I can say that now, but he was. And I said, you know, Pat, don't come for the playoffs. Don't come. Nah, wow. And he didn't come. We won two years in a row. <laughs> Why? Because wow. of Sam Worthen. Sam, Sam Worthen. Sam, let me tell you, Isaiah Thomas told me a long time ago. So you know he came out in what eighty? It came out of school in eighty or eighty one. He was and, a bit, he was a year ahead of me, I think. Okay, so he he told me early on. He said, you know, I used to watch tape mm -hmm. of three players to get my rhythms down. I had different rhythms for my dribble, mm -hmm. and he said one, of course, was Maravich. 
mm-hmm. and one was Oscar. So you get the, you know, you get the, the, mm-hmm. the slower pace. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was Sam Worthen. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like for him to recognize Sam Worthen, you know, just, well, he, yeah. he just verified, confirmed yeah, we, everything. What we know, do. Yeah. Sam Worthen to this day, Tony, mm-hmm. we, we get together. I went to Rucker for something this summer, mm-hmm. called him up. He met me there. Mm-hmm. He calls me up. I make sure I answer it on the first ring. Wow. I get it on the first ring. I love yeah. Sam Worthen. Yeah. Unless you couldn't, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you a small world story. Um, Sam was one of the reasons my son went to Iona. He played for Sam and Jeff Rulin up at Iona with Gary Springer's son and Steve Burt's son. They always did at the same time. I didn't know your son was there then. Yeah. yeah. He ended up being a starting center for them after his freshman year. He made the all freshman uh, Mac team and everything. You had a son that was a center? He's six seven, six eight, way taller than me, and everything. Yeah, they um they lost by a couple of points to um Big Baby and LSU in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. They had a good team with Steve Burt and those guys. Man. I mean, Burt Burt was really mm-hmm. tough. Um, Sam was the assistant coach on that team. Yep, with Jeff Rulin. That was and one of Jeff, the reasons I told my Jeff son I, to go. Jeff and I are still in touch. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff uh, spoke to him yesterday. Jeff wants me to write his book. Okay, okay. So we're going to get together next next uh, Monday, actually, on Long Island. And mm-hmm. he's going to drive up from, from uh, Atlantic City area where he has a place. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss it. Um, he's got a lot of stories about oh, you know about you know who. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, who, yeah. Who yeah, do you think? Island, I think yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jeff have talked, so I know exactly where he was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> so not ready for it yet, so I'll leave that alone. <laughs> But, uh, I don't want to take anything from the book. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know the stories yet. All I know is is that after he retired, mm-hmm. you know, he had bad knees. He was, remember mm-hmm. he was in that trade for Moses Malone. Yeah, yeah. You know, he went to the Bullets and Rulin went to the Sixers, mm-hmm. and and so he retired. He had bad knees, bad ankles. Everything went wrong with him, and it was a yeah. terrible trade for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But his whole career, mm-hmm. we never spoke. Not oh, one. I didn't know. Not I wasn't one. aware of that. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, who would know? Who would know? So he, I get a call from him one day. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, soon after his retirement. And he said, uh, you know, I'd like to get together with you. Um, I want you to write my book. Mm-hmm. And I said, you got to be kidding. I said, you, you, <laughs> you stayed away from me your whole career. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you made that plain right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'll get together with you, but you're gonna have to meet me in my place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, we met we met downtown on the east side and mm-hmm. Italian restaurant. I told the guys behind the counter, I said, this guy, this guy comes after me, you kill him. He's <laughs> a big boy, man. Oh, he still is big, and he's he's yeah. in great shape right now, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. shape. So I said, how could you want me to do your book? You didn't talk to me your whole career. He says, mm-hmm. Well, he says, you know, the only reason was he said you wrote that. You know, I shouldn't come out of school that I should stay in and I wouldn't be a first round pick and all that stuff. Um, I still have the story, by the way. And I, uh, I remember reading that. <laughs> so so you were mad at me the whole time. I said, you were drafted in the second round. I said, what are you mad at me for? Oh, you know, right. I called it. But mm-hmm. but uh, so so anyway, he wanted me to do a book. And I said, he, he, you know, he said, I got a lot of stuff on on Belvano and you know, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that went on with with the pros. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, Jeff, uh, if I were you, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this. He wanted to fly me anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. spend as much time as we wanted on this book. He paid for everything and he'd mm -hmm. give me a lot of money. And, uh, I said, I said, I, I, I said, I say you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be negative. I, you know, you're still angry. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, he listened to me. I wasn't going to do it anyway. So he, he listened to me. Mm -hmm. And then soon after, no, less than a year after it came mm -hmm. out that Valvano had cancer. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine? Oh, y'all would have got crucified. Mm -hmm. Whoa. That would have been. We, we talked about it. Yeah. He, you know, he said that it just was a, a bad timing and everything. Some, some of the stuff he wanted to get off his chest. Uh, you, knew, you knew about it. Yeah, so I have some sources, not like you. No, but only because me and him talked because Anthony was there, and I, you know, you know me, I was always there. The same way you was following my lawyer around with your son, um, just keeping keeping check on him and everything. So that, and that me and Jeff would talk, me and Sam would talk. So it was kind of like that. And what happened to your son? Where did he play overseas? He ended up going to France. Then he played in the CBA. Then he played up in Albany with the Patroons, and then he kind of just lost the interest. And he's still up in Albany doing stuff, working with kids and stuff. Really? He pretty much grew up there from the third grade on, so that's home to him. He knows Albany is pretty much home. Like well, you should, you should tell him to visit me. You know, I'm in Saratoga Springs. You come over here, I'll buy him lunch. You know, definitely, definitely, I definitely got to hook you guys up. Yeah, he's okay. right there in Colony. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Was Jack Curran at Malloy when you was there? Jack Jack Curran came. First of all, I'm in the first class of Malloy, okay. 1958. Mm -hmm. It opened. The school opened. It came from. St. Anne's in New York was mm -hmm. uh, was on the east side in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And they built Malloy, and I was the first class in. But they came equipped with three classes. Okay. And, and actually in eighth grade, too. Wow. So, so um, Luke Conaseca was the coach my freshman oh, okay. year. He was my freshman I love, year. I love Louie, man. <laughs> well, we could we could argue that. But anyway, so... So, um, I wish I went to St. John's, but they didn't run then at all. You know that, and that wouldn't have did me no good. I, you know, I didn't shoot like Chris Mullins. Well, I, I had to run. I don't know why they wouldn't have run because in in high school he ran. You know, when, mm -hmm. so I'm a freshman. Mm -hmm. I'm on the freshman team. Malloy was 33 and 0. Tony. Wow, 33 and 0, and they ran. I I remember. I didn't know the game that well. I knew I knew baseball much better. Mm -hmm. And so I would go and I'd watch them practice. And they had a guy named Willie Hall. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know Willie the Whale. He's still around. Mm -hmm. Donnie Burks was a great player. He became an actor. Mm -hmm. You know, he acted in Hair on Broadway. Okay. They, they had they had a real good team in high school. Mm -hmm. And I used to watch them fast break. Mm -hmm. To this day, I can see it. I didn't know anything. So mm -hmm. he'd run, you know. Two, 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 and then he'd run three, and then mm -hmm. he'd run four with a trailer, wow. and then he'd, then he'd have five with two trailers. How and it was like coaching style? precision, just precision. And I'm going, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised to hear that you didn't think that they were going to run. You know, he mm -hmm. didn't run in college. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they didn't. They that was, you know, that was the whole thing against St. John's. Everybody was like, Red, you can't go there. Louis walks the ball up and he has like a half court offense, and that's not gonna do anything. Good it's unbelievable to me. That, yeah, that, yeah. See, I you know, I stopped really following colleges. I just stayed staying yeah, yeah, yeah. main, but yeah, it makes no sense because that's that's mm -hmm. what made Malloy so good. Mm -hmm. They had a they had a, a tournament game uh against Archbishop Carroll mm -hmm. that my freshman year. They had John Thompson. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, they, he was. I think he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. They had a guy whose name I never can remember. Also a six ten, six eleven guy who played in the NBA. How tall was John Thompson then? About six eight or so. Six, six, no, he was six ten. Six. They had two six eleven guys on the same oh, team. Man. And then they had a guy named George Leftwich, who was a great player. He went to Villanova, and then mm-hmm. he, he had a knee knee injury. But Malloy beat them down in Washington in a tournament. I mean, you know, they they wow. had some competition. Thirty three and zero. Yeah, they're well respected in New York when I was there, and especially. I mean, everybody knows who Jack Curran is. Uh, yeah, so he came when I was a sophomore, and mm-hmm. um, you know, people say, "What was it like playing for Jack Curran?" I said, "I wouldn't know. I I, I could tell you what it was to practice for him." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I, I I every once in a while, I you know I. I, somebody sends me something. Hey, you actually did play in a game, you know? Did <laughs> your name? It's spelled oh. wrong in the box score. And my yeah. name was never spelled correctly. Uh-huh. And and I had one recently. They showed me I played in a quarterfinal game my senior year at Fordham, mm-hmm. and uh, we beat LaSalle. And okay. and I had a guard. They had they had guys like Val Reed. I don't know if you remember him. He was like six eleven, and I think one of them, one of those guys went to Syracuse. And uh-huh. and then they had some brothers who were six eight, you know. And I had to guard one of them for you know ten minutes. <laughs> so, wow. You know. Anyway, so so uh, we we came in third my my senior year. We lost in the semifinals mm-hmm. to Bishop Lachlan. Okay. You ready for this, Red? Mm-hmm. Double overtime. Wow. Sudden death. No such thing, right? Yeah. No such thing. Yeah, sudden death, and you had to score a basket to win. You couldn't could be a foul shot. <laughs> no. So we had a free throw. We had a great player named Billy Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Great player. He had a scholarship to North Carolina. He went down mm-hmm. there with Billy Cuttingham. Mm-hmm. Great player. I think he got thirty something in that game by himself. But anyway, some stiff, some stiff would come over from Hungary in the Revolution or something, and mm-hmm. he ended up having a good career at Boston College. He mm-hmm. taps in a ball. Wow. We lose. They win. They beat, uh, I forget who they won for the championship. <laughs> wow. We, we finished third. But. Great. Uh, standings. Yeah, those bring back a lot of memories. Uh, I, I know you're re- really busy, so I just want to touch on. So, what is it that you're up to right now? Any great projects? Any way we can follow you in anything? I mean, I know you're probably sitting on a stack of money, don't need to do anything, but. What do you got going on these days? I, I was until I got divorced, and then I lost <laughs> half of that money. But but um, and and my house. But but whatever. I I um, what I'm doing basically is um, I work for the Retired Players Association, mm-hmm. and I do podcasts for them. And uh, I was writing for them for a year, and I just just got tired of the writing. It's too mm-hmm. writing is too difficult because you really really have to prepare, and it's not it doesn't mm-hmm. come easy to me. Right. So, so I do podcasts, and I've done. I think I'm up to twelve now. I just oh. did. I just did uh, Isaiah Thomas at at uh, the Hall of Fame a couple of days ago. That's coming out this week. Okay. Um, I did. Uh, you, you know, just you, people can watch it. They go on uh, legendsofbasketball.com, and then you mm-hmm. look for my name and Hoop Du Jour. Uh-huh. And then they they have it on other other places that you you know you you can find it if you're really interested. But Where I've done. You get your podcasts. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've seen that. Okay. So oh, yeah, I know where to get a podcast. Okay. So uh, you know, I've done I've done some big ones though, right? I did, mm-hmm. did uh, you know Oscar? I did 
Jerry West, Julius, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rick Barry, Gervin, McAdoo, wow. you know, I mean, Dominique, I've, I've gone after the biggest ones. Michael mm-hmm. Ray Richardson is the only non-Hall of Fame guy that I've done. And his, wow. mes- his message, mm-hmm. his whole his attitude about all the problems he had with drugs, mm-hmm. he speaks about it. Good, good. You know, it's just it's phenomenal to listen to him. I know, I know you had your problems in your life. Definitely. You you would be really interested to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. How how we, uh, we went out to dinner one night after a uh Albany Patroon game. He's good friends with a friend of mine, uh Keith Rose up in Albany. He used to uh run with uh Rory and those guys with Mike Tyson, and they always doing some entrepreneur and stuff. But to make a long story short, he wasn't there too long as the coach, but he was coaching up there. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. And and it, he was winning. He won yeah. everywhere he went as a coach. And then he yeah. got, got in a problem with, with something he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I came to his defense. I was working at the Post, and I wrote a whole column in his defense. Okay. He, he's one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. to, you know, where where he came from to where he is. You know, he, yeah. he, he came, he was doing some – he lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he, mm-hmm. he was substitute teaching for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just a great guy. He's got yeah. great children. One of his his girl mm-hmm. is a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got kids who are athletes, big time athletes. Oh, you know, in France. Yeah. Anyway, I I really suggest you 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 check that out. Yeah, it wasn't too long. We just went out to eat, and but I mean, was just a little bit of time I spent with him. I could see that he was a good guy, you know. Good, that was good my first time. personal interaction with him. Can't Honest. go out with reading everything, you know. And I could attest to that. But right, he got a good vibe. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Peter, how, how old are you now, now Tony? Just turned sixty-one, August twenty-third. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting old. You should be where I am. <laughs> Peter, I'm interested. You know, you talked a little bit about that year covering high school sports. And, you know, I started out thinking I wanted to go cover the pros with big college beat and ended up settling in and, and starting my own business to cover high school sports in a community where nobody else was doing it because mm-hmm. of a lot of the things you, you mentioned. I mean, there, there's such a, a niche there that that it's unlike covering anything else, there's an appreciation that you're there and, and documenting that time in those kids' lives. And, um, you know, I've gotten so much out of it and we, we've seen that dwindle. I mean, I, I don't know about the, the New York papers, but I'm guessing they don't cover the high schools like they did back in the day. They sure don't around here. Yeah. Uh, you like me, you love kids. If it wasn't for Justin, yeah, our kids would not get the publicity that they, that they, they well deserve. You know, we're here in the Hilton head, uh, South Carolina area is basically a big golf resort, but we got some of the best football and basketball players around. And I think Justin is it for telling you, you know, the scores and the stories and everything that we got going on. It's really Justin, who do you who do you write for, Justin? Uh, so I, I worked for the Island Packet for six years and was the the sports editor the last year there. And then I went and did sports information at USCB for six years. USC Buford. Um, and bought a domain name, and I launched my own website in 2017, and been going ever since. So okay, I, you know, I, I've never been to Hilton Head, but now I, now I'm going to go. I'm going to visit you. Oh, Tony. definitely got to come, man. Come on down. We'll we'll get you set up to mentor some young students. I'm trying to teach the ropes in uh, sports media here. So no, I'd, I'd love I'd love to do that. I I um I went down to Charleston years ago. Yep. I, I was uh, mm-hmm. at Kenny Smith's camp. I took my son down there to Kenny Smith's camp and. And it was in Charleston this particular yeah. year. About an hour, ten minutes from here. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love Charleston. Mm-hmm. And, and so, 
a minister asked me if I would come and speak to the kids in Charleston. So, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. That minister and I are still tight to this day. Wow. We're talking, we're talking 25 years ago, easy. He, he, he actually married, remarried my wife and I. Didn't two times didn't do any good, but <laughs> but, but still, and and I talked to him recently. I, I really want to go back down there. He, he and his wife are still there. He's got a son in the, as a fireman in Charleston, and mm. uh, so it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I, if I come That's down, nice. I'll let you know, and definitely, yeah, definitely bring those kids out there. But yeah, tell me a little bit about that time covering high schools and and, uh, does it sadden you to see that we're just not covering high schools like that anymore? I mean, well, it it does not sadden me because I'm not around it. So I don't buy, you know, look, I don't I don't read newspapers anymore except the time. And I I subscribe to the times online. And uh, if I've read the post five times since I retired 10 years ago, that's that's about it. They don't cover high schools. The Daily News does not cover high schools. It's sad. It's absolutely sad because you had the key word. The biggest with high school. I mean, mean, look at the relationship you guys have. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't cover. I didn't cover him, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I I knew who he was in college. I knew Vern Fleming played with him. Mm -hmm. And um, did did uh, Lamar Odom go to Christie too? No, he went to Christ the King. Christ the King. Yeah, you know, he's so, so, a lot. Mr. Vesey was Steve Shervey. He did a lot of stuff for us. He had even wrote this, like, I think it was like a whole page thing on me one time. He was even talking about how the cheerleader was my girlfriend. I mean, he just, he it was almost like a thing out of a book. He was really into a, uh, the, the Catholic school uh, league that we had, you know, with Christ the King and Mata yeah. Christie and Malloy and uh, McClancy and St. Francis Prep and Holy Cross. great stories to tell, man. So he he, he you know. covered it a lot, you know. I think Serby's still working for the Post. I think okay. so. Mm-hmm. Um, He's doing mostly football with them. The last that I saw, I see some stuff online. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, you you had the key word appreciation, and that that's what I got out of it when I was doing the high school sports. I I loved the fact that first of all, I didn't have to go after the story. Mm-hmm. I covered the games and then yeah. reacted to that. I wasn't looking mm-hmm. to dig up any dirt. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was a really friction-free year at the Daily News on Queens Boulevard. I was like, <laughs> I had a, I had a was back in the fire. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a real good time. But yeah, I, I just gotta tell you, if, if they was giving out the money back in those days for what uh, Peter's doing now. He's way ahead of what these, some of these guys are doing right now, and uh, it it was just been crazy. I mean, I know sometimes you got to look at some of these shows and some of these things and say, "I'm I was before my time, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely born like the players. Like the players will say, the just same. like the players, exactly. Yeah. I always I always said to people that I, I just just want to make NBA minimum. You know, mm-hmm, exactly. Imagine making NBA minimum these days. Whoa, yeah, probably, yeah. probably eight hundred thousand or something like that. But well, um, I hear you don't get along with him. I don't know, but he's always saying that Charles Barkley's like, I can't believe they've given this guy two hundred million, and like compared to what he used to make when he was playing, he's always yeah, like, it's different. He can't that. get caught up in it. You know, it is. It's yeah. just different times, and yeah, you know, TV, yeah. TV is paying all that money and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I'll give you give you a little scoop though. Charles and I, you know, we, we, over the years, I mean, we've had feuds, and then we've had. I remember. Got together, friends, right? and we get. <laughs> but when I was at the uh, at, at the induction this past weekend, uh, uh, I walked into a, a party that was being held by the Players Association, mm-hmm. and he was there gambling at a at a table. They had set up a a blackjack table strictly for him in this. <laughs> Amazing, right? Just to take his money, <laughs> and we hadn't, yeah, and we hadn't, we hadn't talked to each other in, you know, boy, I don't know, nineties, something like that, you know, and uh, feuding back and forth, and and he called me over. He said, you know, Peter, come on over here, Peter, come wow. on. Over here. I said, Charles, Charles, don't mess with me. I'm gonna you know, <laughs> kick your ass in front of these people. I'll embarrass you. you know? And so we wound up talking for about a half hour and uh-huh. um, kind of interesting. So the bottom line is he's going to do my podcast. Wow, that's great, man. How about that? That's great. Get <laughs> the hatchet, baby. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, hey, yeah, yeah. we're not, we're not going to. I totally. The gloves totally may come off. off. What's yeah. that? The gloves might come off. Yeah, no, they might. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I detest the love affairs that TV have with these guys, you know, like mm-hmm. TNT is just famous for putting, you know, let's, let's put bird and McHale, you know, talking, you know, let's bury the hatchet, you know, let's have magic and Isaiah and let's have who else they had, they had a bunch of guys, Kobe and Shaq. It's, a, you yeah. know, really it's all bullshit. Yeah, really, it's all bullshit. made for TV. I, I think the only real, real one is Isaiah and Michael. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let, let's really. see. That ain't gonna happen. In the hatch with nobody. <laughs> that ain't that ain't gonna happen. Where, where yeah. do you see the podcast I did with him? What he says about Michael? Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that about was real. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. I got to get Hoop Du Jour loaded into my uh, my. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out probably Wednesday or Thursday. You oh, know, okay. it's uh, it's heavy, some heavy duty stuff. Wow. Very good. We'll definitely drop that in the show notes, let people know about uh, Peter's wow. podcast. But uh, anything else, Red, before we let no, Mr. I, I, I'm go? so appreciative of the time that you've given us. Like I said, you don't know how much I looked up to you and look forward to reading the stuff that you had and always, uh, you know, uh, just valued what you said. And um, I'm just honored to have you on tonight. Um, it's kind of made my night, and I appreciate that. Um, I remember the last time I saw you was in uh, New York. At the at the basketball game and uh, upstate, upstate, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Well, Tony, look, I I I I didn't follow your career really closely. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, even Pearl, I didn't follow his career that closely. Meanwhile, he wound up wanting to me to do his book before he died. Wow. Yeah, amazing. We met and talked about it, but but I I really I really appreciate you know you coming at me the way you do. The way you, you know, the, there was no way I wasn't going to do your show. I appreciate I'm so that. proud of you, Tony. Thank that you. the way, the way that you've been able to come back, because as we all know, we, we both know, you know, how many didn't. Yeah. And um, so, so God bless, man. Thank God you. Bless. That means a lot to me coming from you. I got to tell you that. That means all a right. lot well, to me coming from here you. Here we are. Here we are. And, you know, we're, we're still, we're still here. So Amen. keep it up, my friend, and tell your son to get in touch with me. Definitely. Oh, I'm definitely giving you email and stuff. Okay. We'll see you when we get you down here to the low country for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that's coming. That, that's you got my cell phone number, so just just hit me up and say I'm coming. And all you got to do is get here and we got you. 
All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've had All lots right. of basketball players on here that I looked up to, but I couldn't have ever been them. But but you were somebody I could try to be, you know? So, <laughs> so this thank is you. cool for me. I Judge, thank, thank you very much for your kind words. All right. Well, thanks so much to Peter Vesey. We'll definitely get you back on the show as soon as we run out of great guests. No, no, no. We'll, one, we'll recycle you again one, sometime. Just but, one. Uh, just one. Talk soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. We love you. Take care. Take care, brother. Bye. All right, Brad. Well, like we said, I mean, just phenomenal stuff from Peter, who was so generous with his time. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's known as being kind of an edgy guy who who would uh, put a sharp point on things. But yeah. you, know, you can see through that that gruff exterior, that facade in his writing. Yeah, he, yeah. He's a softy, man. He, he's, yeah, he's cool he, loves, up, he loves people. Yeah, yeah. He loves a good story. And, and man, he was a great storyteller. And um, you know, what was your favorite thing to, to reminisce about tonight? Um, you know, the, the part where he was talking, you know, uh, talking about uh, helping out the retired players and stuff like that. Um, he, as well as I, was a big fan of the ABA. And uh, I know he's doing a lot to try to see that if the NBA can do more to help those guys out. You know, yeah. um, everybody always talks about how it was Bird and Magic that helped save the NBA. But don't forget where the NBA was really at a rough patch before mm-hmm. they incorporated the ABA into the league. You know, I mean, people were going to see Dr. J and yep. J- Gervin and Mike Bishop. He's going the wrong direction. <laughs> Charlie Scott, exactly. The, the, the ABA was almost winning out. You know, yep. even they had the three-point shot that was, mm-hmm. you know, really more exciting and stuff. So they had to get them to collaborate or they might have took them over. And uh, I know uh, Peter's a big fan of them the way I am. And he's really got excited talking about that and talking about some of the Jeff Rule and stuff with Coach My Son. So, I mean, I could have talked to them all night. It was, it was just amazing. Yeah, so many threads that just intersect and, and you know, commonalities – uh, so many people that you guys each know, and uh, really cool to to see that yeah. web angle. But uh, I really well, love uh, you know, Sam Worthen. You know, yeah. you know, he was amazing. You know, he close to my son. Uh, he was one of the main reasons he went there. I mean, I could have talked with Pete all night. It was great. It's a history lesson for uh, some of us, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, a great memory for others. So hope people enjoyed it. Uh, you've done such a fantastic job of calling on your contacts and getting us such great guests and i can't wait to see who we get next man this has been an absolute wild ride i'm loving it i'll get some more sports casters so i got to keep you involved too so you know <laughs> I hey man I, I grew up watching it all so we can't go uh, wrong with any guests it's all good right stuff. thanks thanks josh we'll do this again well thanks so much to peter vesey and uh thanks to our sponsors uh third eye consulting and coastal plains insurance of the low country uh, supporting this show and getting it off the ground. We're definitely looking for more sponsors that we try to take this thing a little bit bigger and better as we go, but it's a marathon, not a sprint, and we're getting there one step at a time, one show at a time. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we'll be back to to sit somebody else down in the chair real soon here in a couple of weeks. But uh, until next time, I'm Justin Jarrett for Red Bruin. Lights out at the shop. Till next time. Lights out. All right.